All right, what do we do? We're going to take the syntax in, in a couple of parts in the presentation this morning. And I'm going to start out just doing the masculines. All right? Now, what are these? Present active participles. Present active. Leon, leontos, leonti, leonta. You'll notice that these are classic third declension participles. They go exactly like archon. Leon, leontos, leonti, leonta, leontes, leontone, leusi, leontos. Let me just speak archon to you while you look at these. Archon, archontos, archanti, archanta. Archontes, archonton, archusi, archontas. See, that was actually the participle of archo. Yes, Kathy. Uh, I know, like with this and like yesterday, uh, some of the like the words that you have like in your book and also on the board, I'm having problems uh, picking out what is the ending. Oh well, with yesterday's lesson, that's not surprising, because that's a little bit difficult. But here, here's the stem. And you can see what's happening here. The ending is actually here. All right, and that's, so here. This is the ending. And what you have is, here's the stem. Now see what you get here. Here's the stem of the verb. Then you got kind of filler here. And that gives it its third declension sort of status. And now the third declension endings are put right onto that unt thing. Now that participle does look, it's got a third declension look to it because it's got to be able to do some modifying of a person. That's how these are masculines only, actives present. All right, now let us you guys have these things down on your notes as you need them. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to do this with Greek. But I'm going to go backwards. This time I'm going to do first the full thing, then I'm going to do the participle. Okay? So here's what we would have. We would have stratiotes, saw, idon, Iden, the bandit, that's the lacetane. Now, who was pursuing the slave? How is that going to look? It's going to look like this. Remember our friend, the relative pronoun, hos, who, who, edioke, was pursuing the Doolan, the slave. I'll put the articles in here. Note, note, I use the imperfect because I'm saying he saw this, the guy who was pursuing. So I use the imperfect. Now, what do you do with the participle? Watch 
what happens here? The strateotes. Is this adjectival or adverbial? Adjectival. Put it in attributive position. The pursuing the slave one saw the bandit. Watch, watch this. That's that form. But it's built on dioko. It's built on the dioko stem. The soldier, the pursuing the slave one, saw the bandit. The soldier who was pursuing the slave saw the bandit. Now, folks, I'm going I'm to take away this diagram over here, and I'm going to write this sentence out kind of more naturally in Greek. Ha strateotes hos edioke who was pursuing the slave saw Ida Tonle Sting. Now, here's kind of a general conceptual point. We did this in chapter 15, relative pronoun. This is what Greek wants to do. What we had in chapter 15, and the reason I put it there in the book, was so that I could teach this this way. The relative pronoun, as a matter of fact, is not all that frequent in Greek. Why? Because the participle does its job. The soldier, the pursuing the slave one. See? The soldier pursuing the slave. And that's going to put it in attributive position. That will be adjectival. And it's the equivalent of that clause right there. Yes? How are you going to know which case to use? Aha. How are you going to know which case? I'm, I'm going to come to that. But since this is a teaching moment, we will answer the question. It has the same gender number and case, like an adjective does, as a thing that it's referring to. So I need to use masculine singular nominative because soldier is masculine singular nominative. Now, if I had had the virgin who was pursuing, then I need a feminine participle. Right. So it's got to have, it's got to have its full complement of endings like an adjective does because it's always going to be referring to somebody or something in the sentence. See, remember, it's not a gerund. It's not running is dangerous, in which case it's just kind of a neuter thing. No, no, no. It's always going to be referring to somebody. All right, now, 
you can guess here, you can guess what happens in the second part. The soldier saw the bandit as he was pursuing the slave. Okay, hos, as. He was as he was pursuing the dulon, the stratiotes. This is the full sentence now. Saw the bandit. All right? There. With hos. Remember we had that sentence? As he was being carried into heaven, you know, I forget how that went we had with Jesus on the ascension. So, as he was pursuing the bandit, the soldier saw the slave. I'm sorry, uh, pursuing the slave, the soldier saw the bandit. Or you could have that host at the end. Here's what Greek does with the participle. You'll notice that I've got the same participle, Bobby, but now it's in what position? Position. The non-attributive, which is called the? predicate position. When it's in predicate position, it is the equivalent of a clause with a subordinating conjunction. When it's in attributive position, it is the equivalent of a who clause. It is that simple. And that's all there is to it. You got two options. You've got the adjectival option and the adverbial option. One's a who clause, the other one's a while, because, although, subordinating conjunction clause. Now, I will say this, that frequently, in fact, indeed, most frequently, the participle will not be put like this in Greek. It will usually be done kind of like I did over here, and they will often move it up to the front of the sentence like this, pursuing the dulon ha stratiotes. Like that. Pursuing the slave, the soldier. Oh yeah, no, I got slave here. I got room. Let me let me write it out. Ha stratiotes. The soldier saw the bandit. This is in predicate position. This is in attributive position. See, article's the only thing. That's it. So, but the thing is, you only got two options. With the article, it's a who clause. Without the article, it's a while, because, although, all kinds of other clauses. Now. When it is, um, uh, when it is, 
I'll leave this. I was going to say, when it's a shorthand for an adverbial clause, what are the possibilities? I'll save that for just a second. Let me just pick up on your question and say, there are then, there are then for the participle, three questions that you've got to ask yourself when you see it. Number one, what kind of a clause is it shorthand for? What kind of a clause is it shorthand for? Secondly, now, um, Samuel, this was your question. Who's doing the activity? See, like in this sentence, is it the soldier who is uh, pursuing, or is it the slave who's pursuing, or is it the bandit who's pursuing? Who's doing that? And then thirdly, what's the time frame situation? So what kind of subordinate clause is the equivalent of who's doing the activity and what's the time frame situation? Those are your three big questions. And you got all of those to deal with every time a participle comes up. That's why it's hard. All right, let's answer each one of these questions. Number one. Which kind of subordinating, uh, which kind of subordinate clause is the equivalent of? How do you tell? Look whether there's an article or not. If there's an article, it's a who clause. If there's not an article, it is a subordinating conjunction clause. I'm going to say it another way. If there's an article, it's an adjectival participle. If there's not an article, it's adverbial. This is just what we did here. Second, how do you know who's doing the action of the participle? Look at the ending. That will tell you the gender, number, and case. In this case, we have masculine singular nominative. Who's doing the pursuing? The masculine singular nominative in the sentence, who is the soldier? Now, supposing I wanted to say, I'm going to go to this sentence right here. Supposing I wanted to say, the soldier saw the slave, I'm sorry, sorry, the soldier saw the bandit who was pursuing the slave not the soldier who was pursuing the slave saw the bandit. The, let's, let me say it again. The soldier saw the bandit who was pursuing the slave. What do I do? Got to change the case. Now I've got ha stratiotes saw The bandit, the pursuing the slave one. Note. Masculine singular accusative. Article, masculine singular accusative. So the, I don't know if it's going to be a three then? The, like, 
Well, yeah, it's got to. It's adjectival. It's got to. Doesn't mean it's got to look the same, but it's got to agree. It could be up in front, but again, that'd be unusual and rhetorical, right? It wouldn't be the normal thing to do, but it's possible, right? Right. So that could be postrapiotes, either ton de ocanta, ton pleistain, ton Yeah, well, you, it's possible to drop it into the sandwich. It could be the soldiers saw a ton Diokanta tondulon leistain. But Greek tense, our Greek, not good Greek like Isocrates did as a rhetorician, but normal Greek doesn't do that because it's too complicated. So it tends to do the repeat position, not the sandwich position. Now you'll notice there, I did, in this one, I had to make this masculine singular accusative, third declension, and I use the normal article. All right, now, all right, now it's adverbial. Who's doing the pursuing? The bandit. Why? Because it's the same gender number and case. But now it's not the bandit who. Now it is, the soldier saw the bandit while he was pursuing the slave. Right. Guy, it's actually this easy. It is actually this easy. Once you understand that the participle is a shorthand for only two kinds of clauses, and you can track those babies by the article, you're home free. Now what you got to be a little aware of though is you got to make sure that you realize that this one here that I just did has this participle in the singular accusative like this whereas this one over here has the participle in the nominative and now that's referring to this guy so in, in other words Greek oh let me put this like this yeah here th this is good Ooh, this is really good. Watch. Now, in our language, if I give you this sentence, the soldier saw the bandit while he was pursuing the slave, potentially that's ambiguous. Is it the bandit pursuing? Or the, slave, uh, or the soldier pursuing. Greek could do the same word order. The soldier saw the bandit, and now you have, while he was pursuing the slave. But this, he pursuing is nominative, and that's accusative. So you can tell by the built-in diagramming which guy's doing the pursuing. So Greek... Now, I would say, Newt, this would be slightly unusual to put it that late in a sense, but it could happen. You know, I mean, I mean, it's not weird or anything. You'd normally have it up front. 
But in both of those cases, you would say, the soldier saw the bandit while he was pursuing the slave. And in Greek, there is a kind of a flag that tells you who the he is. That's the genius of this thing. So this is what I always call the upside and the downside of an inflected language. Upside is reference are always clear. Downside, got more forms to learn. Yes. But then that changes it to... No. You mean, so that you'd have tundulon di okanta? Yeah, I guess you could have that, but it wouldn't... Uh, then wouldn't it be referencing to the slave then, since they're all the same? I don't know that it would make a lot of sense, to be honest with you. And they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't do that. That they wouldn't do that. Uh, because it would be something like this. The soldier saw the bandit, apposition, the slave while he was pursuing. I mean, I'm not sure what you're saying by something like that. You're, you're being sort of excessively complex at that point. Just want to make sure I have this on the first example at the top of the day, it'd be the soldier saw the bandit while the soldier was pursuing the slave. Was pursuing the slave. Right. Right. And it's actually that straightforward. Now, watch this, Kevin. Watch this. What happens if I do this? The, uh, the, who was pursuing the slave? Saw the bandit. No, if the soldier who was pursuing the slave saw the bandit. And the second would be the soldier saw the bandit who was pursuing the slave. Right. Right. Now, you will, you will sometimes see something like this. Mm -hmm. Like in the book of Hebrews, you'll see something like this. No, that's adverbial. That's adverbial. Adjectives, adjectival is with the article. Right. Which one do you want? Without the article. The article's easier. All right? Top one is masculine, singular, nom. Are you done with those Fig Newtons? Bobby, yes. <clears throat> okay, the top one is the soldier saw the bandit under the circumstance of pursuing the slave. Question, who's doing the pursuing? Answer, you find that out by looking at the ending. That's a nat nominative singular masculine, goes with soldier. Second one. While he's pursuing the slave, masculine singular accusative goes with bandit. 
Now, now here's the key. I can see the look on your face. You gotta know the third declension. If you don't know the third declension, you can't get this. Because those forms are third declension. See, if you're sitting there not knowing what Diokontal was, you're screwed. See, you gotta know the third declension. Why? Principally, so you can do participles. Principally, so you can do participles. And you know, I mean, if you have a participle in attributive position with the article, you can figure that out. It's when it's in predicate position that you have to know it. All right, now, my third question was this. What about the time frame? What about the time frame? What is the stem of the participles diokon and diokanta? Which stem is that? Present stem. First principle part stem. First principle part stem is focus on connection. Here's the way to think about it. The participle in the first principle part focus on connection stem is like a sport coat. Think of it as connected to someone, connecting the action to someone in the sentence. All right? Where is that guy in the sentence in time? How do I find that out? Where is the soldier in time? Is he in present, past, or future? How do you know that? Main verb. Exactly. So, here is the James Bringer cheap, dirty, and quick way to handle it. And then I'll explain the right way to do it. <laughs> the cheap, quick, and dirty way to do it is this. The so-called present participle will convey action at the same time as the leading verb. Now here's the real answer. That's what books will tell you. Here's the real answer. Think about it in aspectual terms. If the speaker or writer is seeing the action as connected to someone, de Ocon, it's like this jacket on the guy. Well, where is the guy in time? That you figure out from the leading verb. So, super duper pooper scooper, technically, it's not that it's the same time as the leading verb. It works out that way, basically. But it's really connected to somebody in the sentence. And you're going to find out where that guy is in the sentence by looking at the main verb. Just the way Newt did. When I said, it's connected to Stratiotes, and I said, where is he in time? And he said, he's in the past. My question further was, how did you know that? And he looked at the main verb. So there could be some kind of screwy technical things where somehow the present participle isn't at the same time as the main verb for some reason. The point is, it's connected to somebody in the sentence.
Uh, now, are you talking about like those top examples? The main verb is finite, ide. A participle is not a finite verb. Look for the finite verb. Right. Now, by the way, in terms of parsing, this is the Wendell Stavig question. In terms of parsing, a participle is parallel to mood and infinitive. That is to say, if we're parsing, you know how we would say present indicative active or future indicative active? Then we would say present infinitive active. This would be present participle active. So participle is like a category parallel to infinitive and to finite mood. Finite, infinitive, participle. Those are the three divisions. Finite, infinitive, participle. And under finite, you have indicative, subjunctive, optative, and so on. 